0: My opening text this morning as I talk about God's indescribable gift is 2 Corinthians 9.15. 2 Corinthians 9.15 and it says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now, it doesn't take a lot of intelligence to know what he's talking about there. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus. And so the Apostle Paul is reminding the church in the midst of a text where he's talking about giving that God has an indescribable gift in his son, Jesus Christ. So here's the challenge, because while it may not be hard for the Lord to do difficult task, it sometimes is a challenge for us. So how do you describe something that's indescribable? How do you begin to talk about something that is indescribable? And what words can we use to bring justice to something that's indescribable? Which tells me that Jesus is meant to be experienced. That sometimes it's not as if words fall short because God's words are eternal. They paint a beautiful picture of his love for us and his redemption. But when it comes to really comprehending or understanding or personally knowing how good God is, we are invited to experience God, to have an encounter with God, to have an encounter with a life-giving, resurrected Savior. And through that experience, we have a testimony. We have a story that we can share about God's indescribable gift. Oh, there are things that that I have experienced in life that have been wonderful, that have been, I mean, almost too glorious for words. And yet it was something that I longed for others to know about, to experience. And so what I would encourage them to do is to take a journey, go on a vacation. I'll use an example uh, in my own life. I. I my mother was a travel agent, and so in the summer months, uh, she would give tours. And one of the agreements that she had with the agency that she was employed by was I will gladly take tours of people in the summer if my sons can be included and they would be able to come along on those tours. So we got to go to really fantastic places because they agreed to my mother's negotiation. Places that we would not be able to go outside of my mom making an appeal. One of the places that we went to when we were very young is Disneyland. And we had never gone to California. We had never, you know, experienced Disneyland. We have heard about Disneyland. But it was hard to really describe Disneyland. You had to go and experience you had to pull into the parking lot. You had to walk through the front gates and see all the flowers and all of the different lands that they had developed and the creativity. You, you really could say to somebody, I, I know I could show you pictures and Polaroids were the thing back then. And so I'm sort of dating myself. I can, I can show you a Polaroid and, but you won't know unless you go yourself. Unless you go yourself. Another trip was to the Grand Canyon, a tour to the Grand Canyon. And I remember standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon by a fence. I I didn't go over the fence, at least uh, not at that age. And I wasn't that inquisitive to see how deep the caverns were. But I stood on the outside of the gate and looked over into this amazing canyon that really can't be explained. It has to be experienced because it changed moment by moment. If a cloud came over, you saw a different aspect of the canyon. And as the day grew longer and the shadows went farther, you saw things you never saw before. And so it is with God's indescribable gift. It, it's something that we have and we hold dear to our heart. But the only way that someone else can know how good and how wonderful and how gracious God has been is to accept and receive the gift that is indescribable. See, because in this text, it tells us a few things. Number one, it's God's indescribable gift. It's something that he initiated, that he sent to us. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. And that is an important aspect of this verse. But the word gift is very significant. The word gift is something that you have to sit and you have to really consider what Scripture is communicating unto us. A gift. And I'll let you ponder that for a moment. So while we all may struggle with how to put into words someone who is as wonderful as Jesus, we can assure with great confidence To people that we're sharing with. That when they encounter or experience the grace of God. When they encounter the goodness of God. They will begin to understand why it's so indescribable. They will be of the company like we are. That have partaken of the grace of God. That our eyes have seen. That our hands have handled the living word of God and we have been transformed and we are forever changed it's an indescribable gift yet it's one that God extends towards us and wants us to experience he wants us to know the width and the depth and the length and the height of the love that he has for us through Jesus Christ and this is ongoing and will be taking place for all of eternity we know God in part now But we will be with him one day in heaven, and we will behold him in all of his glory. And there will be no end to our beholding him because of his beauty. He is more beautiful than the Grand Canyon, and he's a lot more fun than Disneyland. Amen. And you can experience him in your life. That's why the invitations are extended in Scripture where people who had experienced The presence and the person and the power of Jesus Christ told their friends and their families and their loved ones to come and see. You know, when someone says come and see what they're saying is you have to see it in order to believe it. You have to experience it in order for it to be transformational in your life. I can share with you what God has done in my life. But it's way beyond what i can describe so come and see another invitation is taste and see you can actually partake of the grace and the goodness and the kindness and the and the love of god and by tasting that you know it affects you it impacts you you know one of the things that uh we've heard throughout this pandemic uh is that people sometimes when they they get the COVID virus, one of the side effects is it, it impacts their sense of smelling and tasting. And that, that's like the worst thing it, to me, uh, uh, maybe about it, other than someone losing their life, which is, which is horrific and tragic. But um, you, you can get over the sniffles and you can get over congestion. And, but when you eat your food, you want to experience it. I mean, so when someone's in the kitchen and they're cooking, you want to smell it, it. It sort of sets the table before you sit at the table. Yeah. And that's the way it is with our savior is that he is meant to be experienced and that when we he is a part of our life and enters into our life, that it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So what I'm going to do over the next few minutes, I'm going to do my best. To describe something that scripture says is indescribable, not with words, but as an illustration. And so allow me to get my helper here, my helper. And everybody says, oh, I remember Paisley ties and I do, too. And uh, do you remember Paisley ties, Paisley shirts. Mine were silk. I don't know what yours were. But here is here's something that I want you to understand is that that God's indescribable gift. We know is Jesus. It's him. And scripture says in him is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So if you want to know the father, you get to know the son. Because Jesus said he is the express image of the father. And the Holy Spirit, who is God and a person and has a ministry, and we've been talking about him on Wednesdays. And so if you've missed out on any of those teachings, you can always go to the website or sign up for our podcast. But Jesus thought it was so important that he fulfill his ministry so that the Holy Spirit could come. Because when he comes, the spirit, he will help us to know more of who Jesus is. Jesus could do nothing apart from the spirit. He did no miracles until the spirit of God came upon him. He had no public ministry until the spirit of God came upon him. And so he came into the world to reveal the father and to show us the possibility of a life that's yielded to the spirit. I'll give you a quick illustration along Jesus' ministry with about Jesus' ministry with the Holy Spirit. is When Jesus was 18 years of age, he was the Son of God at 18 years of age. But he had not done any miracles and he had not done any work for the kingdom. When he was 25, the story remains the same. He was still Jesus, the Son of the living God. But at 30, when the Spirit of God came upon him, his ministry began. That's why Jesus said, don't go anywhere until you're filled with power from on high. If Jesus needed the help of the Holy Spirit to do the work of God, so do we. So do we. So the indescribable gift is Jesus. And Jesus is such a giver That he gave his life. But it all stems from God the Father initiating the plan. Jesus fulfilling the plan. And now the Spirit revealing the plan. And the plan is that we needed a Savior because we had all sinned. Your sin and the sin that separated you from the Heavenly Father was just as heinous as my sin. Sin produces death, and death will be judged eventually. But thanks be to God for His indescribable gift, because through Jesus, death was swallowed up and we have life. We have eternal life. When Jesus talked about life with people, He was talking to people that were alive, correct? I mean, they were breathing, they were upright. And so He wasn't talking about natural life, He was talking about eternal life. Eternal life with him and his father in his presence forever in heaven. So Jesus is God's indescribable gift. That the more that you behold him, the more beautiful he becomes. The more you experience him. The more glorious your testimony is. The more depth you have. Your root system goes down deeper. You grow stronger and healthier. This is God's indescribable gift. But Jesus is so good that I'll tell you what he did. Jesus gave us something to help us along the way. He gave us his words. And the Bible is one of God's best gifts to us, because in it we receive wisdom, counsel, instruction, and a means where we can know the truth and live in freedom and not be in bondage. The fight in today's world is over truth. And when you know the truth, you can live a free life, free from fear, free from condemnation, free from judgment. You can live free because the truth will set you free. You never have to apologize for the truth. You never have to fabricate the truth. The truth is the truth today and always. And Jesus gave us his word. And we can live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus also gave us something that is very necessary for our growth and development. He gave us the church. The church is people. People gather in places and buildings all around the world because we make up the body of Christ. And so he gave us one another. And giving us one another, he gave us something that was very necessary for our growth, for our maturity, for our polishing, so that we could bear fruit. Thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for the church of the living God. And whoever is born again is part of this great company. No matter where they may gather, if they gather under the banner of Jesus, they are his. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Can you say amen? And Jesus is so good. He didn't stop there. He gave us not only his word and he gave us not only the church. He gave us. Come here. His spirit. We don't have a different spirit. We have the same spirit. Scripture said it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead who now dwells in you. You don't have a junior Holy Spirit. You're not part of God's JV team. God only has varsity players. Everyone's in the game. Everyone suits up. Everyone has a position. Everyone is important. There's no water boys on God's team. Everyone is a part. Everyone is significant. Everyone matters. And the spirit knits us together in a beautiful, beautiful tapestry of humanity. It's amazing. And he places us in the body exactly where we need to be. So the work of God is done. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Amen. So it all begins. Right with the father. And the father gave us his son and the son gave his life for us. Us being the church. And Jesus was resurrected and upon his resurrection, the spirit of God came and now the spirit of God dwells within us. And now because of the word of God, we have the opportunity to grow, to develop and to mature in the faith. God's indescribable gift is a ripple effect that just keeps giving and giving and giving. And when we receive it, we keep growing and growing and growing. So Jesus, it's all about Jesus. We say it's all about Jesus. Amen. And his love that he demonstrated for us. Now, let's talk about a gift for a minute, because I think that As I close out this message, there's something that all of us need to be reminded of. Okay. When I am thinking about purchasing a gift, it's usually because there's a special occasion that is about to happen. Could be a birthday, an anniversary, something along those lines. And and I want to remember it and, and I want to celebrate it by going out and purchasing a gift. I want to present it to somebody in a way that it, that it is significant and it makes their day better and makes their life brighter and lifts a load maybe of, of disappointment or struggles that we face occasionally in this world. Can anyone say amen? Amen. But I also think that gifts are given sometimes because of a want to. There's no special occasion. There's no need uh, that we're aware of it just because why did you do it? Because I just simply wanted to. I, I was just thinking about you and I couldn't help myself. I was going by the store and I saw something and it reminded me of you. And so I got it. And But a gift always comes because someone knows and wants to express their love for us. When we talk about God's indescribable gift, we're talking about he loves us. And may that never be so common that we don't understand how that was demonstrated. It was demonstrated in a gift. God was not silent or mute about his love. It came in a very tangible package. It came As a babe born in a manger. Who grew into a man. Who was crucified. Openly and naked on a cross. Was buried and on the third day. Resurrected. You know love has a lot of connotations in the world. That we live in. And I know many of us have feelings or affections. and But. Love, God's love, wasn't based on our conduct. Why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is something that God not only wants you to know and grow in, but he wants you to experience. Because apart from love, we live in fear. The only remedy to live free from fear is to know love. And that's why Jesus came. All the world was lost in darkness and Jesus brought light to our world. Jesus did. He is God's indescribable gift. And he keeps giving and giving and giving. And when we receive, what happens? We keep growing and growing and growing and get to know that love. And pray that you would continue to get to know that love. What else do I know about a gift? I know a gift As something when someone knows. Our need. God knows our need. And his gift fits it perfectly. Our need is. Not only for forgiveness. But freedom from condemnation. Only Christ can provide that. Sin separated us. Jesus. Broke down the middle wall of separation. And said no longer. He who has the son has life. God knew our greatest need. Was redemption. To be fully restored. Into a right relationship. With God the father. Only Jesus can make us righteous. Only Jesus knows. What unrighteousness. Has caused in our life. And all the pain. And all the regret. And all the guilt. And all the condemnation. And that's why scripture screams. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus because God has met our needs all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus and that's not talking about a fancy house and a fat billfold and a big car that's talking about the gift of eternal life God meets all of our needs every need God meets them all thanks be to God for his what indescribable gift that he wants us to experience. What else do I know about someone who is a gift giver? I know this about the Lord. He just wants us to get to know him. Do you ever give a gift to somebody and they say, why did you do that? I mean, what prompted you to do that? Why why would you do that for me? And sometimes our response is, well, I just wanted you to know that I love you and I know your needs and I want you to get to know me. I want to have a relationship with you. Uh, one of the things that uh, I would do when Charlene and I were dating was uh, I worked during the day. I worked eight forty uh, 830 to 430 and, and then at night I had a paper out. I threw the Wall Street Journal in Tulsa and I threw the Wall Street Journal from, two, from 12 at night to about 2.30 in the morning. took about two and a half hours to do my route. And uh, at 2.30 in the morning, I would be driving back to my apartment, and Winchell's Donut House was there baking their muffins. And just because I could, and just because I wanted to, and just because I began to fall in love with Charlene, and primarily because I wanted to spend time with her so that she could get to know me, because to know me is to love me, right? (laughs) I would go by Winchell's Donut House, walk in, and I would get one of those muffins. This is before Seinfeld ruined muffins with his muffin top episode. It's It's a great episode, though. And we would go, and I would throw... Debris at her window. She had a second floor apartment. And she would come out. And we would sit. On the porch. And we would. Have a muffin. And we would visit. And why. Was I giving her the gift of that muffin. Because I wanted to be her muffin. Do you understand. That's why Jesus. Right. Gave his life for us. So that we would know him. Listen. Listen. And the power of his resurrection, maybe this will help you this morning, the fellowship of his suffering. He wants us to know how important you are, how important the world is, that he suffered for all of us. He suffered separation. He suffered the sting of sin. He suffered death, hell, and the grave. He wants us to know that. He wants us to know him in a way that he was fully committed and devoted to us. Thanks be to God for what? His indescribable gift. Father, we love you and we thank you for your love for us. And may we come to know you in the fullness of who you are day by day. May, Lord, just as the shadows in the Grand Canyon change and just as we experience one adventure to another in Disneyland. May, Lord, our faith take us to new dimensions of seeing you and new places of knowing you. And thank you that you've given us your word and your church and your spirit. And, Lord, there's and with and through you, you've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And we love you simply because you first loved us. Thank you for this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I want to invite you to stand as I close out my message this morning. So I want to answer the question just for a moment of, of who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? Well, yes, he's the son of God. He's the only begotten of the Father. He is Yeshua. He's Messiah. But He's the gift that meets the need, that shows us God's love, that communicates, I want to get to know you. Would you spend time with me? That's who Jesus is. He's the gift of God to us. He fits perfectly into the need that we have for forgiveness and redemption, healing. He fits right here in our heart. And he remains there forever. And he helps us. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be with you. God doesn't give Jesus and take Jesus away. Jesus said, I will abide with you forever. And we can get to know him now and we will always look forward to the day that we'll see him as he is and we'll know him as we are known. But that day is not yet. So how does this gift get from God to us? Would you look at me? All you have to do is reach out and receive it. That's it. It's by faith. So that the thanks might be to God. Remember the first part of the verse? Thanks be to God. When someone hands me a gift, I say thank you. When God handed us Jesus, we say thanks. I'm looking forward to opening this gift because I know in it is everything that I need for life and godliness. You didn't leave one thing out, not one season of my life, not one circumstance, not one need. Thank you. And it's hard to describe, but I look forward to experiencing him now and one day forevermore. Thanks be to God. For his indescribable gift. Amen. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed and. You might be here and maybe you exchanged, you know, the world and its ways. And now you want to come back and receive God and his ways. And I just encourage you, if you need Christ in your life today, that he is present. And all you have to do is reach out by faith and receive him. He changes our mind. He puts us on a different path. He cleans us up. That's what the gift does. It keeps giving. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641 828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com